Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast. You're very energetic all of a sudden. It's the second recording of the day. I'm always more energetic very, than the second one. You can always true. tell if we it's the first or the second recording. We usually record two at a time. Yeah. Uh, and you can always tell which one's the second one, I think, based on how I, I, re, I act. I think it's between get, the both of us, honestly. I have to get honestly. warmed up. Yeah, yeah. I have to get warmed up, especially today's a Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's different. It kind of threw us off a little bit. Normally we record on Tuesdays, night. yeah. Tuesday nights. It's an afternoon. Uh, I couldn't wait to grab a beer finally. It's past the time where I don't feel like I'm an alcoholic anymore. Well, and, and all the kids are awake upstairs, as you can hear from yeah, the- Yeah, we can be a little louder. And then they're making noise too, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So- Today, we have kind of a long episode. I think it's going to be a long episode today. We'll see how it kind of pans out. But uh, originally, the title of this episode we were thinking was going to be called How to uh, Stay Faithful, stay, How to Stay Faithful to God in an Ever Increasingly Secular Society. That's a really long name. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think we just decided to call this one Martyrdom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because as you're going to find, we're going to talk a lot about martyrdom today. And uh, there have been a lot of people, uh, canonized saints as well as, uh, saints in heaven now that <clears throat> the church has not officially canonized that have died for the faith. And it's through, uh, what they have done that gives us strength when we, uh, when we come against, uh, some of these very strong secular forces out there. Uh, that tell us that we can't worship the way we want to or limit uh, some of uh, what we can do in public spaces. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about uh, how to how to be able to navigate the best way through some of these secular uh, things out there. Um, some of the uh, the things that you should do and should not do, uh, as well as talk about some of the martyrs um, that uh, that have come before us who have literally died for our faith. I think it's a really good way to split up our episode today. The first half is going to be talking about how we see that in our own lives right now. Sure. Um, and some of the difficulties that maybe the, between the two of us and then in general as a society that we see. And then uh, in our second half, when we come back from our uh, fall spring, I mean our break, uh, we'll then talk more about um, some of the saints. Sounds good to me. So... We all know that it happens, uh, you know, for, for over 2000 years now, uh, Catholics, Christians have been persecuted uh, in whatever society that they happen to find themselves in. And before that, it was the Jews. The Jews have always been persecuted and they still are today. Yeah. And so I think uh, wherever God's people are, there's always going to be people who hate them. And because the, the devil is very strong and yeah. he works through a lot of the things that you see going on in societies. And we're going to talk again, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later from the history standpoint, but you know, for now, uh, you know, let's look at uh, uh, Catholics being accused of hate speech or Christians, be anyone yeah. being accused of, uh, of hate speech just for speaking biblical truths. Right. Right. Uh, you, you literally, you see it all the time. So the news will, it will always point it out. Um, I think the best place that we can start with that is the March for life yeah. first automatically is an anti-abortion rally when it's first off, it's not just a rally and it's not just anti-abortion. You know, we're talking about all attacks on life. That means 
um, murder, that means suicide, that means um, abortion, that means uh, the death penalty. I mean, the list goes on. It's not just abortion. That's the one that we're focusing on so mm-hmm. heavily because, of course, it is such an, um, you know, we have the right to life. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. And it's about life. And so where does life begin? At conception. And so you hear the news media, as you alluded to, uh, the news media says that it is only a few hundred people and that um, they're protesting abortion, when in reality, it's hundreds of thousands of people and it's people that are protesting the attack on life. Mm-hmm. And so the society is telling us, and not only society, but the news media, but they're telling us that we are, we don't matter. And they're not focusing the attention on the truth that's there. Yeah, that's that's definitely one way. Uh, some states pretty much have forced Catholic charities uh, out of adoption due, yeah. due to their stances on same-sex uh, couples, yeah. as well as unmarried uh, couples that are cohabitating to be yeah. able to adopt children. Uh, that unfortunate, and that's very unfortunate because these charities usually put these kids into good homes who will be raised in a, in a way that uh, one is, is against the secular society that uh, that we're, that is only increasingly gets worse. And two gives them the values. You usually are going to be raised in a, in a Christian household right? Uh, where you have values right? and you're going to contribute to society and you're going to do all these things. And these kids are going to have good lives. Right. So it's unfortunate to see. Um, you have the little sisters of the poor that oh, were being yes. forced to uh, provide contraception and um, uh, abortifacents and uh, birth control to their uh, staff mm-hmm. and their employees because of the HHS mandate. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a huge one. That was yeah. a huge one. We were calling our uh, you know representatives and everybody about that because you know we're not going to support that as a church. We are not going to support that. No. And so you you see how they're attacking a religious organization who is doing amazing work for their community. And they're going to tell them that you have to violate your conscience because we want you to mm-hmm. just give this away. And honestly, they'd rather see them just go away than that's to right. continue supporting their communities. Yeah. And, that, and that's what, uh, that's what kind of really upsets me is, uh, you know, you'd rather see them just disappear completely. That's right. Than to continue to actually help people. Uh, and these are governments. A lot of the times there's your, local governments, federal governments, state governments uh, that are doing these things. And now they're going to have to take on the burden of, of providing these services. What does that mean? They're going to have to raise tax dollars. Yeah. Um, and any, if you've ever been to the DMV, I think that explains yeah. everything right there. Yeah. Um, you, you just don't get that. You don't get that support. You don't get the efficiencies that go along with that it, it, from the monetary side all the way to um you know, let's, let's look at Puerto Rico. Exactly. They just found that warehouse full of all that, uh, all the, all that, all those supplies from that hurricane last year. And then you have, uh, not to get political, but then you have the, um, mayor who's yelling because she's not getting the support when it was literally right there. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, so you, 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 you have this attack on our faith and as Catholic Christians, we have this attack on our faith where, um, we don't get to have a voice and that's a real problem because as a priest, I'm not allowed to speak on anything that might happen to be political, mm-hmm. you know, stay out of my bedroom, father. Well, no, there's a reason why we're talking about contraception. There's a reason why we're talking about this kind of stuff. Yes. It, it plays into this attack on our 
Christian faith, our belief, and our morals. And so you have all of these situations, all of these problems, and people don't want to pay attention to it. And instead, they say, you stay out of my business, you stay out of my business, don't you come judging me. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, and show up the mass every once a week and if that, if that, and tell you what you need to do as a priest right. in this parish to make my life more fun while I'm here. Yeah. That's gotta, that's gotta be rough. So, you know, you have this attack on the faithful, you have this attack and it's not just uh, the priests, it's on the laity mm-hmm. as well, because there are lady that speak the truth. And I don't, I'm not saying lady, I'm saying laity. Laity. I, I sometimes don't. And I don't the really lady is well. speaking the truth. The lady, yes. But the laity can be out there speaking the truth oh, yeah. and proclaiming it. And there's a lot of very faithful people in our pews. There certainly are. But there's also a lot of very faithful people in our pews that are, are also terrified. Yes. And so one of the things is that if you find that you're terrified to talk about the truth, that's Okay. But we want you to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, The Lord is calling you out of that comfort zone right now. And it's because we all need to speak the truth. If it's only coming from the priest, that's not enough. Because it, what we say at the Mass, what I say in my homily, needs to be changing your life so that you can proclaim the truth. Because you're going to experience people in your lives that I will never meet. And Father Dan Hoffman, when he was here a couple of weeks ago, uh, said that he... he he said that greatly whenever he talked about how it used to be where families would get the gospel and then you literally live it out all week long yeah, until the next gospel and continue to live out, uh, to live out that in our, in our daily lives. And so I guess really the last uh, attack that I just kind of want to bring up real quick, uh, before, and, and this one can be very dangerous for people like us and for really anyone who, uh, has a presence online, uh, is you know the cancel culture is on the yeah. rise, yeah, uh, and it really doesn't have to be online. You see, you see speakers, yes, you see pro life speakers, you see Christian speakers, you see all sorts of speakers who uh, who have a view that goes against society's norm, yep, uh, and they get canceled. Whether that's their show gets canceled, whether that's Facebook shuts down their uh, their site or YouTube shuts down their site or blocks uh, some of their content, you know, let's. Uh, it's it's something that I'm, I'm I'm afraid of is going to continue to happen. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, and we just saw it happen to uh, another podcast, another Catholic podcast. Yeah, the, the Catholic talk show. And they had an episode on an exorcist and talking about um, some of the ways the devil works. And they got removed from YouTube. Yeah, they, they, yeah, YouTube took down that episode for whatever reason. It doesn't. I listened to that episode. There was no hate for hate speech. It was a reason yeah. why literally no hate speech. There was nothing in there that seemed even controversial at all. No. They've had other episodes that I, I would have thought that would get taken down before that one. But uh, yeah, that's, that's going to continue to happen. And I'm afraid that, you know, this is not just um, for our podcast, but I'm afraid that's going to start happening more and more to us. Yes. So uh, this is why we try to own as much as our content as we yeah. can. We, we have our own website, that you can listen to our episodes. We own all of our, we have our own server that we upload the episodes to. So we're not relying on a third party who could just shut us all down. Now, sure. You know, all the other places you've listened to podcasts could shut us down. The social media could shut us down, but you can always go to our website. Right. Uh, so uh, unfortunately that's going to continue to happen. I'm really hoping that someone out there can build a Catholic social media site yeah. that everyone can go to that all the podcasts you or videos and uh, all the content can be there in one spot. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it it's only be, a matter of time. It needs to be more than just like, um, uh, you know, with 
EW10's doing a great job, but somewhere where we, like, we can't just go on their website and add our podcast. No. No. You know, we need to be affiliates of theirs. Now, if you're listening, EWTN, and you want us on, reach out, because we're we're interested in in anything. We're not, I'm not schlepping for that, but. I don't know, it'd be kind of cool. But the point is, is that, you know, you know, somewhere where you can submit your podcast, and even if it's, um, goes through a board, you know, goes through a group of people mm-hmm. that have to approve it. Still, there's nothing like that in our Catholic verse. No. And so we no. need something in our Catholic universe to be able to do that. Now, I think that you and I could probably start that, but uh, I don't have the finances to be able to do that or the time. So, And, and I don't have the ability to do that, nor yeah. the finances, nor the time. Yeah. So, we, you know, if you want to start that project, that'd be great. But the point is, is that um, we need to also continue to utilize the methods of the world to evangelize, you know. Uh, another great saint, and we'll talk about all the different saints here in a few minutes, but the point is that another great saint that whose canonization is being held up is um, Archbishop... Um, Fulton Sheen. Thank you. Uh, brain just went there. Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And what did he say? We need to go into the world and we need to use their methods. And what did he do? He had a wonderful television show for mm-hmm. years while he was alive, talking about the faith. Yep. And he did a great job of it. So, you know, you might be afraid because you're afraid of your friends who might say something bad about you, or you're afraid of someone coming along and attacking you. But we're telling you, and we're begging you now, you know, do your best to not be afraid. It's easy. You know, I get afraid. I get afraid of, sometimes I worry, oh my gosh, I said something in my homily that is slightly um, controversial. I wonder how many people are going to come and attack me today. But we have to be honest and we have to follow the truth. And uh, the truth isn't something that you and I make up. It's something that's given to us by God. Exactly. And that's what, that makes it easier. Much easier. Because we don't have to make it up. Right. And defend it, uh, defend why we made up these things. It's it's all there. So there's a couple of different things, uh, a couple of different options, I guess, you could take or you could use uh, when it comes to dealing with all of the um, atrocities that I just mentioned. And, um, one of them is just give up. Yeah. We could just give up. You could, we could just say, eh, screw it. We're done. Um, they don't like us. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah. Uh, and you know why that's a bad option? Why is that? Well, because Jesus told us we can't do that. No. Yeah, you're right. He did. We can't do that. Yeah. So that's going exactly opposite from what he told us to do. Yeah. So I know it can be very easy to just want to give up. I know I've wanted to just give up instead of just talking to some, instead of even starting a conversation with somebody who I knew was just going to go, it's going to go south because I I know we don't agree, but Mm -hmm. I needed to, to, you know, to talk about these things. And we're all going to find that. Um, You don't have to put up, you don't have to give up and put up with everything that's going on in society. I know we keep talking about the Super Bowl. This yeah. year, but I, it was just so. Disgusting. I think it just hits home because there's yeah. so many people in the Catholic verse talking about it, the universe talking about it, because of the fact that it's so normal to everybody else. Yeah, and, and this is disgusting. And if you if you even say that I can't, ooh, I can't even like watch this, then you're you're, you're a weird. bigot, you're a weirdo. What's wrong with you? This is beautiful. Yeah, uh, I don't, I tend to disagree. I have to disagree as well because it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. So you could give up, and you could just lock yourself in your house and stay away from everything that's out there, but you're going to get very lonely very quickly and be miserable. And you're going to have to answer to Jesus one day. <laughs> yeah. So, so another way is to fiercely attack the opposition. Not a good option. <clears throat> and that always, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's physical, 
whether it's an argument, whether it's um, you're writing a letter to the editor, whatever it may be, it's always the first reaction to fight back. Yeah. And that's, I think evolution has, has made that something that's in our DNA and it's something that we want to, we, we just do. And you have to re- re- restrain yourself. Otherwise it's only going to be worse for you. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at anytime a celebrity, uh, something, anytime a celebrity freaks out somewhere, does it ever end good for them? No, not no. usually. It usually it, they're made fun of in the news. Everything's yeah, it's, it's all bad. So just imagine if as a Christian, you go ahead and do that. Now, whatever, uh, thoughts that the, your opponent had of you before, are now way worse, and he's going to share that with everybody else yep. that he knows. Oh, and look who! Yeah, look at this idiot Christian right here. Yeah. Uh, so that's not the that's not the way to go. Uh, that's not the way to go for any argument, whether it's with your spouse or a friend or anything like that. Is just viciously attack them. But I'm sure you see it all the time. Oh, all the time. You know, uh, let's attack the priest because look at how bad this priest is. You know, we can't listen to anything he says because uh, he made one mistake once by um, accidentally flipping the wrong page and reading the wrong thing. You know, these are these are the stupid arguments that people have, and they turn it out and they, you know, as we said before, the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. You make a mistake and then people just shout down your throat. Well, you know, we we as Christians can't do that to other people either. No. So just because, um, you know, you disagree with someone because of their uh, stance on something, that doesn't mean you need to, you know, first off, you don't attack them. That's not doing any good for anybody. But then the second thing is, is you need to pay attention to um, what their argument is so that you can actually argue the topic and not against the person. Yeah. One thing that'll make you an excellent arguer, let's say, is to actually listen to what they say and not just say, nah, right. but actually respond with evidence and not in a terrible way to respond is, well, I believe this, so I'm right. Right. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. Or, or the church teaches the this. The church well, teaches this. Why? Why does the church exactly. teach that? Let's, and that's where we can get into apologetics. And I think that's where apologetics really shines is, and that's what it was created for, was for defending the faith. Let's reach back as far as we can into finding why the church uh, takes its stance on this and then explain it in all the different variations of why we chose this. But in other situations, you know, getting into apologetics on Facebook, for instance, most of the time is going to lead to something bad and to pointless to fruitless efforts. Sometimes. 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 Uh, not all the time, I'll agree. But um, a lot of the times that you're dealing with someone like that, you're dealing with a situation where um, someone is making an argument based on emotions mm-hmm. or feelings. Well, for you see that all the time when it comes to, I'm going to take this outside of uh, religion for a second, uh, Second Amendment discussions right. online. Right. Uh, I, something I used to follow all the time because I thought that I was contributing by being one of those people in there right. to shout down the people who wanted to ban guns. Right. And uh, it just, it doesn't work. You can't Literally argue. For, it, the, the person who wins is the person who is willing to stand by the keyboard for as long as possible. Right. Whoever has the last word in usually wins. Right. And, uh, and so the only time I would say that arguing not really arguing apologetics, but to bring up apologetics for uh, our faith online was one of our Instagram posts actually. Yeah. Um, about that one uh, uh, Bible church pastor who was right. teaching on the Eucharist. And I had a guy comment saying that uh, 
um, that just that the the church I forget exactly. It doesn't matter what church you go to. We're all worshiping the same God. Right. That's what it was. And I had to break down that you know that the Catholic Church was the first and only church created by Jesus. And right. we, I had to I had I brought him along the way. It took probably half a day to do just sure. going back and forth. And and but, when you're talking with someone that is willing to actually listen to the apologetics and the yes. reasoning, but if it's just this. Um, if we immediately go to a uh, emotional state or emotional reaction, yes. you, it's a waste it, of time. It depends on the other party. If the other party's willing to have that conversation with you, then sure, apologetics is a fantastic way to bring someone along. And you have to convince them of everything in one sitting. Like that guy left, he thanked me. He yeah. said, this was a great conversation. You've you've uh, you've taught me a lot, and I now kind of know the error of my ways, so to speak, yeah. for some of these things. But I still disagree on this, this, and this. Yeah, and that's where we ended it. Now it's okay. That's, that's fine. I, I don't have to say I don't have to convert him to a Catholic right, right then and there. It's right. not going to happen. And it's, the other thing is, happen. is that you know you didn't allow your emotions enter into the situation and say, well, no, you have to believe this, or you know, screw you, you're wrong. You know, right. you you there you're not trying to change their view on it directly. And you know where that is? Uh, you keep looking up there. Is we getting fired? Yeah. We need to, Ooh, we need yeah. to go for a break. So yeah, actually hey. we need to take a break anyway. So this is a perfect opportunity. So we will be back with you in just a few moments. All right. You know, we tried to take this episode twice and we had to stop because I, I looked up and realized our candles were out. And I said, well, you know, we're going to be talking about martyrs and one was burnt out of stake. So mm -hmm. we got to have our candles lit. And then why did we stop abruptly so randomly is because uh, if you're watching the video, you can see now there's less candles lit because wax went everywhere. Literally dripping onto the floor. So that was, that was a lot of, it wasn't just a drip. No, it was a steady stream. No, no, it was stream. a steady stream. And I, stream of I just, wax. my eyes was got really big because you look like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we have wax to clean up off the floor so, now. I think we, uh, we're going to move on here to, to actual martyrs, but, uh, briefly to wrap up our discussion. Yeah. If you're, if the person, you don't have to convert the person right then and there to everything. You have to be willing to accept that you may not convince them on everything. You may not even convince them on one thing, but if you planted that seed in their head, right. that may help them think about it. And then it could take years. It could take six months. It could take whatever it is, uh, that they may that they might come to see the fullness uh, or just start to seek the truth uh, uh, based on that. So uh, that kind of, kind of wrap that one up yeah. and move on here. Yeah. Uh, but um, the, the right way to go about it is to uh, follow the ones who came before us. Yeah. Follow the saints and, uh, and, and what they did. Some of them were martyred. Some of them, some of them were not, uh, but they, it was their uh, witness to the truth in life uh, that has made them saints. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Andy, and we can talk a little well, bit. Well, I mean, right off the bat, um, you had mentioned, and this is a very good one is Daniel and the lion. So he's not exactly, um, we don't, he's not declared St. Daniel, right? Because he's from the old Testament, but the understanding is that, you know, Daniel refused to worship the idols. And by refusing to do that, he was put into this pit with the lions. Mm hmm. Now he came out successful. His faith in God allowed him to, God allowed him to survive. He persevered. And, uh, but not every, that doesn't happen to everybody. Not everybody, you know. Um, now I would pray that we don't have to experience the uh, death, a physical death when it comes to our persecution. No, I, I sure hope not. 
But if that's the case, then we have the lives of certain saints and specifically certain um, martyrs that have given their life for the faith. And so we can start off very simply with all of the mar- all of the apostles. Yeah, every single one of them. Extremely violent deaths. Which is also going back to, I guess, apologetics. And um, one way I kind of describe to to people on uh, is was Jesus real? Is if he wasn't, do you think these people would have died? Every right. single one of them would have died for a lie. I don't think so. Right. And and yes, it's not. Every single one, because St. John, the apostle, didn't die a violent death. Um, story goes that he stayed with Mary until she uh, was assumed into heaven, and then he died a natural life, or lived a natural life and died. Um, but, uh, you know, you have Peter, who was crucified, and they were going to put him on a cross just like Christ, and he said, I can't be crucified like my Lord. And so he was um, crucified upside down. So, you know, you always see these horror movies where the cross ends up upside down. That's a sign of the devil. It's not. It's the sign of St. Peter. You know, on the old St. Peter Cathedral School up in Erie, uh, there they used to have a, a cross that was upside down, and everybody said, oh, look, the devil's there. No, <laughs> it's a sign of St. Peter. <laughs> um, you have St. Paul, who was a Roman citizen, so he was permitted to be uh, executed by beheading because that's what they did. It was only non-Roman citizens that were uh, crucified. And the crucifixion was a reminder to all the non-Romans what would happen if they didn't follow the law of Rome. But if Rome needed to execute one of its own, they would behead because it was quicker and um, believe that it was better. I think I'd rather be beheaded than crucified. I, I'd rather neither, but I'd have to agree with you on that. And then, of course, Andrew, um, the brother of Simon Peter, was crucified on an X-shaped cross. So you have the mart- you have the uh, apostles, most of whom were martyred. Mm-hmm. You know, we could go into every single one of them uh, and talk about their lives, but they each live, lived a life that caused some sort of controversy and forced them into something new. Yep. And instead of giving up or instead of saying, okay, uh, you're going to kill me now. Nope. No, you no, win. I'm done. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll change my mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll change my mind. I'll convert. I'll, I'll worship this idol, whatever. No, they, uh, they stuck to their faith and because of that, they lost their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just recently, uh, you know, we celebrated the secular day of Valentine's day. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hallmark yeah. holiday. Yeah. St. Valentine was a bloody martyr. Mm-hmm. He, his head was chopped off. So how about that? You're celebrating love on a day when a guy's head was chopped off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. You see the Instagram post? Yeah, from, I did from see. That, I see what day. you posted. Yes. Yeah. You have Joan of Arc, the fire that we were talking about. She was burned at the stake. She was martyred because of her faith in God. And we, yes, the church still holds her as a a, a martyr and a saint. So Joan of Arc was uh, burnt at the stake. Um, you have. Uh, um, St. Lawrence, who was grilled to death. And the old joke is that he said to his uh, captors, I'm done on this side, flip me over. So you have, he was, uh, you know, put on a spit and grilled. Um, no, thanks. You have some more modern, or you have St. Stephen, excuse me, I'd rather go back to St. Stephen. Um, and St. Stephen was stoned to death. And we see this in uh, the Acts of the Apostles. And Paul was there. He was there as a witness. Uh, they were laying down their cloaks at Paul's feet before they, when he was Saul, before they went and stoned St. Stephen to death. 
who was the what we call the proto-martyr, the first martyr of the church. Um, and his feast day is the day right after Christmas, December 26th. So we celebrate right after the birth of our Lord, we celebrate the death of one of his first witnesses. So you have St. Stephen. And then more modern saints, you have Maximilian Kolbe. St. Maximilian Kolbe was a priest during World War II and was in a concentration camp and offered his life. He sacrificed his life for someone else. They were uh, the Gestapo, the... Um, the uh, Germans were going to execute a man, and he begged and pleaded, saying, please, I have a family, please don't do this. And so St. Maximilian Kolbe uh, offered his life for that man's life and went to um, the moment where he was uh, starved to death. And when he wouldn't die from that, they finally executed him by uh, a firing squad. And then, of course, also during the Holocaust, you have St. Edith Stein, who was a um, Jewish by birth, but became a Carmelite nun and was put into the concentration camps. And she died uh, during that time as well as a, uh, in uh, the, that horrific, horrific time. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget just a couple of years ago, that priest in, uh, in France, yes. who was, uh, his throat was slit uh, and... Uh, in an attempt to behead him while he was celebrating mass in front of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By, by Islamists. Yeah. So, you know, um, you have even people in the most recent time or you have all those, uh, the, the martyrs, the Coptic martyrs that were martyred by ISIS, um, for their faith because they would not give up their faith. And even two men who were not even baptized, but would not deny the Christian faith, the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. And so we have all of these examples in our lives of people that are dying, that are public to us, that are acknowledged, acknowledged in our world. Yep. But then you also have the unacknowledged, the people that are living in secret. Um, one of the places is is communist China, mm-hmm. where the church is not flourishing in the way that it should. No, you have the communist regime that's um, basically telling the Vatican who is going to be the bishop. Uh, and so you have the public church who is controlled by communist China. And then you have the underground church uh, who is being persecuted uh, by the Chinese government. Uh, And so they're trying to stay underground and not be identified. And these are priests and they're lay people risking their lives so that they can celebrate mass and that they can live out their Catholic faith the way that they are supposed to, instead of, um, and, and, you know, instead of bowing down to their communist regime, regime, which is a lot like the idols. Yeah. It's like Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, if you feel worried, um, in a way, there's a good reason to be worried, is that we might be called to lay down our lives for the faith. But in the same breath, um, you know, listening to this in the United States, we probably won't have to. Yeah, let's let's pray to God that it never has to happen. Uh, but sometimes we have to lay down friendships and relationships. That's right. Um, for the faith, and we need to be strong in our faith. Mm-hmm. We can't allow people to say, "Well, you need to get with the times." No, the church has never needed to get with the times. Right. We are always following the truth, and the truth is what dicta- dictates how we should live our lives. And as much as every time you look at the news, you see these bad things happening, you look at the what's going on in Hollywood, you look at your even your friends, hookup culture, you look at all these 
things that the devil is in everything around yeah. us. And it's all for the sake of, well, it makes me feel good. Yeah. There's a ma- there's, it's only a matter of time, and I think it's going to be relatively soon. Now, it's going to get worse, I think, before it gets better. But it's only a matter of time until I think society is going to turn back to religion to bring order to our lives. I would hope, because the way that we're turning now towards um, communism and uh, secularism isn't going to bring anything positive with it. No, and it never has. We've it, This is... This has happened before. Yeah. And history repeats itself. We all know that. Um, I don't think that persecution of, I I shouldn't say persecution. I don't think the removal of religion, the way that it's happening now is ever really works. It's different because it's, there's a lot of electronic, the internet right. does a lot of, there's a lot going on. So has it always been there? I, I don't know. Uh, it's just more in your face now yeah. that there's this active, um, group out there, large majority that's trying to remove people like us, right? People like you, uh, f- from speaking your faith, from right. expressing your faith, from living your faith. They'd rather come into your home and tell you how to live your life. Yeah, which is ironic. Yes. Which is ironic because yes. they're telling us that stay out to stay out, but they can come and tell us how to live our life. So it might be scary, it might be intimidating, but we are called to be Christians and to live out our lives um, in a way that continues to focus on Christ and focus on His church and focus on the truth. So each of us is called to that. How we live that out, that is between us and God. And go back to our topic on discernment a little bit in um, one of our recent episodes when we talk about that, because discernment is going to be key. How it is that we live out our lives and how we live out the truth of uh, Christ um, how we make that evident, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all called to the same truth, but how we each individually live that out, I as a priest, you as a lay person, as a married lay person in particular, uh, those out there listening, however the Lord has called you to live out your life and your vocation. So living that out is important and paying attention to that is important. So um, it's going to be different for each person how we live it out, but we have a common goal and a common mission of Christ, and that is go forth into all the world and proclaim the good news. Amen. Well, we're about 35 minutes in. This could be a quick one. Yeah, it's all right. You've had a lot lately. You, If you've listened and maybe had to break our episodes up because, you know, we had one that went well over an hour. So, Well, that now we're on YouTube. Everyone who listened in audio now had to binge watch on our YouTube channel, so... Yeah. So uh, I get that. I get that. So if you have to be a martyr, be a martyr. That's what's going to, I mean, that's what we're called to do. And you're going to go right to heaven if, if you're martyred for the faith. So have faith. And even when it's difficult, you know, um, where would be the best place to die? But I think in church. Yes. It's sad to say, but I think, you know, if that would have to be the case, I think that's probably the best place that, you know, I'd want to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I would agree with that statement. But let us pray that there might be peace. You know, the the, um, psalmist says, uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, why is it that we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem? Because that is the head of the church um, and at the time of the Jewish people. Uh, So now we pray not just for the peace of Jerusalem, but we pray for the peace in our churches, in our homes, in our hearts, in our lives. The, The power of prayer is real. There's couple of people at work that have a shirt that has it on the back. I don't, I don't know where they got them from, but it's very, Grace. it's very true though. 
Grace, uh, you know, who is Grace, that whole uh, thing. That, that's one of theirs. But but it's true. It is true. It, it is, is true. true. The power of prayer is real. We need to continue to pray and keep seeking out Christ. Mm-hmm. It can be uncomfortable. Just know that. But don't give up, as we said. Never give up. Don't viciously fight back. There are times where you're going to have to defend yourself. But do it in a tactful way. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's always a better way of handling any situation. So always try to follow the footsteps of the people who preceded you. And sometimes all it is, is praying. Sometimes that's the answer. So, so we leave that with you today. We ask that you pray for us as we pray for you. Know that we're always, this is, you're always in our prayers and uh, we thank you for listening. Um, Make sure you check us out on our website, which is all you father, Andy encountermercy.com. Hit us up there. And of course you can see us on all of our social media and you need links for that. And that's on our website. We're not going to try to list them all here because that would waste your time and ours. So, Check but our, our hop website. On, hop onto our Twitters and, yeah. and give us a follow because we need Twitters to The Twitters and the Instagrams and the yes. Facebooks and the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. So hit us up and we will see you all very soon. God bless. God bless.